It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Win number seven on the season, win number 100 for Ron Rivera's career. How the Washington Commanders sent the Atlanta Falcons flying back home with a loss right now on Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, back, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube where, of course, you are joining us potentially live here on this post-game episode. You can also find us on any podcast catcher of your choice and at the WSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. We thank you for making us your first listener, your first view every single day, especially after a Washington Commanders win, which is becoming more and more of a normal thing around here these days. I'm David Harrison. My co-host sitting right next to me is Chris the Rooster. Russell, both of us credential members of the media covering your Washington Commanders. Chris is doing it for the Team 980, where you can find he and Pete Medhurst Bright and early, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Very Friday, early. or at any time on the Odyssey app. And you can find me writing about your Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Not as early, but still there and still readily available. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders from here live at FedEx Field is presented by Prize Picks, daily fantasy pick, uh, made easy pick between two and five players. Uh, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. Trust me, I did it on an NHL power play last week, and I won some money. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. All right, David, so the commanders win a third in a row. It's the yeah. second time this year that they've had a winning streak of three games, which had not happened since I believe it was 2005 was the number that the commander's uh, PR department put out, which should tell you everything. 1913, the final score over the Atlanta Falcons to again improve to seven and five. And we'll start right away with our big takeaway. Look, they almost lost, but there's an old adage that says almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah. They almost had a hand grenade thrown at them in the fan base, but somehow they dodged it, sidestepped it. Deron Payne got his big old mid up, and Kendall Fuller came down with an interception in the end zone. It still wasn't over, believe it or not, at that point, even though that was like in the final minute of the game. But somehow, yeah. some way, once again, the defense comes up huge. Yeah, look, 
there was about 50 something seconds left, I think, uh, when, when that happened. And the uh, the Atlanta Falcons had three timeouts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Washington Commanders obviously in a running situation. So the Falcons knew, look, we stop them on three runs, don't let them get a first down, we'll get the ball back and potentially have a chance for a crazy end of game play, which unfortunately we've already seen twice the, the potential set up. The Green Bay Packers did it a little bit better uh, than their other opponent did. But Fortunately, that didn't come to happen. But you, you know, look, I was so confident. This team is 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 building resiliency, and they're showing that they're a team that can grind out the gut wrenching wins, right? The wins that make you nervous, and sometimes the wins where you. Know, let's be honest, Washington fans, you you sit out here in the stands here at FedEx Field, you're watching at home or in your favorite bar, or wherever you are, and you're going, "What? Here we go again." And Ron Rivera got a lot of those questions about "Here we go again" moments early on in the season, but they they're six and one. In the last seven games. And so those here we go again moments have actually turned into, okay, let's close the door kind of moments. And uh, one one thing I want to talk about before we get to the, the biggest play of the day, obviously, there was there was a moment there. We're in the press box. And I don't know about the stadium. I don't know about you guys at home. But in the press box, there was a moment where some people were kind of going back and forth saying, do you let the Falcons score? Do you open the door? Let them run in for a touchdown. Get the ball back. You have time. You have some timeouts left. And you do what you need to do. And you try to put some the game-winning field goal basically in position. I don't know what everybody's take on it, Chris. I don't know what your take was on it at, at the time watching live. My take on it at the time was, you know what? Your defense has been playing lights out and has gotten you basically to this point where we are right now as, as a team with a winning record, all this stuff. I think you as a coaching staff, you rely on your defense. You say, you know what, guys? It's your game to go close. We're not going to let anybody score. We're not going to give away points in hopes that we can outsmart and out-trick the opponent. No, no, no. We're going to go slam the door shut. And what happens? They slam the door shut. They needed a touchdown. They didn't just need a field goal. They needed a touchdown and then the extra point to take the lead and ultimately maybe win the game. I don't understand the notion. Well, we're just going to let this team score so that we can purposely be trailing instead of trying to do what exactly happened. Now, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But like you said, to your point, this defense does have a little bit of a knack. And listen, they were getting run over on that final drive. They were not good on that final drive. Now, there was a crazy play with Mariota and his knee down and was he touched and this, that, and the other thing that went for, what, 44 yards or whatever that helped fuel that. But they were getting run over on that drive. They were about to break instead of bending. But this is what great defenses do. They bend but they don't break and they either force a field goal, which obviously wasn't an option for Atlanta there, or they create a turnover. They don't just lay down and get trampled on and give away a game. So kudos to this defense. And obviously also Tressway, kudos to him because the game wasn't over. You mentioned how much time left was on the clock, even after that interception, you know, they had to, they had to, you know, they tried to run three timeouts. Boom, Atlanta had plenty of time, well, plenty of time, 40-ish seconds left. And Tressway punted one that would have put the Atlanta Falcons, David, at their own 20-yard line. Yeah. And instead drew a running into the kicker on fourth and two. So special teams was not so good earlier in the day, but really good in that particular spot. Yeah, some nervous moments there at the end of the game because uh, Falcons touchdown and extra point gives them a one-point lead because Joey Sly missed an extra point. But you know what? All is well that ends well, and uh, the, the Washington Commanders get the win. Joey Sly lives to kick another day. Thanks to two very key plays of the day. Obviously, the interception at the end tipped by Deron Payne, which I, I can't help but go back to Jessica Nina, the defensive line coach at the time, the assistant defensive line coach who introduced the volleyball drill during training camp that everybody – 
uh, I'm not saying we were laughing at it, but we're kind of laughing with it. It was just kind of fun to watch these these behemoths of, of Washington Commanders defensive tackles jumping up and trying mm-hmm. to catch and hit uh, volleyballs. But you know what? I mean, the proof is in the pudding. It has worked tremendously. But, Chris, we've got two plays of the day. What well, led? Your play of the day feeds right into the defensive stuff, right? Because it comes on the play before, right? Absolutely, yeah. My play of the day, so I'll go first. So my play of the day, James Smith-Williams blows up the read option. Marcus Mariota, the, 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 the Atlanta Falcons are on the Washington, too. Again, trying to go in for the game-tying touchdown and then eventually lead to the game-winning extra point from kicker Young Wei-Koo, who is very reliable on those extra points. And all game long, all game long, the Atlanta Falcons have been gashing the Washington Bears defense on these read options. And Marcus Mariota has been making really good reads, knowing when to pull the ball, when to hand the ball off, where to run, where not to run, all these things. And James Smith-Williams gets into the backfield on this one last read option, doesn't pull him down, doesn't pull him down. Gets Marcus gets away, and for a moment there, you almost see the Red Sea part, the the Red Washington Commanders defense part like the Red Sea, and you're kind of going, oh no, here goes the touchdown. And instead, Montez Sweat comes and cleans it up for him. Teamwork makes the dream work, and the Washington Commanders stop him, and that stops him for a two yard loss, which then puts the Atlanta Falcons situation where if we run the ball, we know the Commanders are selling out for the run. They they're a good run defense, or we can get a little cute, get a little tricker trickery going and try to run a pass play, which they do. And honestly, Marcus Mariota makes the right the right call. Gabe Burns of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution was in here uh, working on an article before we got recording. We started talking about it. Marcus Mariota actually made the right read. And Cordell Patterson is open and potentially with momentum could actually take that ball into the end zone. But Jerron Payne against the volleyball spike, he gets the hand up, gets the ball in the air. Kendall Fuller comes down with it. That's the next play. Mm-hmm. So my play leading up to that, that's my play of the day. Mike, did he get his left hand up? I, you know what? We're just going to say it was left hand up. Okay. Let's just go with it. It was left hand up. They're all left hands when you're there, the commanders. There's there's a song out there. There is. I've heard of it. Um, <laughs> sorry. I tried for the cheap laugh. Uh, my play of the day is Brian Robinson's receiving touchdown on the first commander's series uh, of the game. They came out throwing in a off and on rain after it had really rained hard for about an hour and a half or so leading into the game. I was surprised how aggressive they were. I think Scott Turner was like, look, Atlanta's got a bad secondary. They don't have a tremendous pass rush. We need to throw the ball. Let's hit them when they're not expecting us to throw the ball, especially with the weather conditions. So I think it caught Atlanta by surprise, hit Terry McLaurin on the first play of the game for 26 yards off a of play action hit. Um, uh, Deami Brown for a 17 yarder. And then ultimately I threw a right flat pass to Brian Robinson jr. And he goes in after he trucks a defensive back. And I mean, just absolutely bowled him over in open space near the pylon and plunges in for the touchdown, his first career receiving touchdown. Brian Robinson, as a pass catcher, catcher is something we told you about during OTAs, something that the commanders were criticized for. Why would you take a guy in the third round if he's not a great, if he's not a breakaway threat? This is why you would take Brian Robinson in the third round. Yeah, look, you get Brian Robinson in the open field. He gets a DB on. He said it after the game. He sees the DB and he knows he's got to make uh, make a guy make a move. He's got to make a guy miss, or he's got to run him over. He decided to go ahead and make him run 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 him over, and uh, it worked. Much to uh, that DB's dismay, because he's now on Brian Robinson's highlight reel from his rookie season. Um, but you know what, Brian Robinson's stock probably going up. We'll talk about that here in a minute. We got our stock report. Stock up, stock down, unfortunately. We hate doing stock down after victories, but we do have to do stock down just because we got to even it out. We got to be we got to be holistic here in the Lockjaw Commanders podcast. Absolutely. But first, this episode is brought to you by Audible. 
Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that might interest you, being that you're probably a football fan, uh, that we're sure you're going to love. Uh, that's why you'll be able to find Block Forever uh, right now as available as a bonus on the Locked On NFL podcast feed right now. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former All-Pro NFL offensive lineman Ryan Khalil and Audible. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level. Uh, he gives football fans an insider's look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. He sits down with star players, coaches, former pros across the league to get into the nitty-gritty of what goes on on camera and behind the scenes. You'll hear from Christian McCaffrey talk about his love-hate relationship with fantasy football. Who can hate fantasy football in case, unless you're one and nine like I am? Whew. And Juju Smith-Schuster gives his most honest opinion on other positions and other players around the NFL. New episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday night. Football, it's available on, uh, for free on Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to the Locked on NFL podcast feed for a sneak peek, uh, sneak peek of Block Forever or catch the full series available or anywhere you get your podcasts available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter uh, to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only. Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell from here at FedEx Field, where the Commanders win 19-13 to improve to 7-5, and three-game winning streak. That's six out of seven. And, David, we start with our stock up report. Why don't you go first? Because it's a guy that, you know, obviously we're going to talk a lot about not only on today's episode, but throughout the week, because now that's three really good yeah. games in a row. Oh, and by the way, he got the game ball from Ron Rivera. Yeah, absolutely. Got a game ball. He happens to be our cover athlete. I mean, is Brian Robinson Jr., right? First 100-yard game, uh, nearly 20 points in fantasy. Speaking of fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey, not a fan of fantasy. Guess what? Neither is Brian Robinson Jr. I asked Brian Robinson Jr. in the post-game press conference uh, about the, the work division in the running back room and you know fans you guys you guys have your priorities players have their priorities fantasy players you have your priorities uh, as one everyone wants to know who's gonna get more touches is it gonna be ag is it gonna be brian robinson who should i start who should i bench brian robinson doesn't care and he says that the running back room they don't care either they're just working together to get wins we have a question in the live chat actually that i'm going to address because it just kind of so happens to to fit here we've got 
who was it? It's Blue Note, right? Why did uh, why did they pull AG towards the end and put in Jonathan Williams? So we didn't ask Coach Rivera this. Yeah. Well, we do have a press conference with him tomorrow, and potentially that will come up. But here's going to be my best guess, Chris, and I'll let you give your best guess. At that point in the game, you're looking to grind the clock down. Mm-hmm. You want tough yards. You want gains. You want positive gains every single play. But you also want to beat up that Atlanta Falcons defense. Take advantage of the fact that they're already a little bit beat up just mm-hmm. from what you've been doing all game long and keep your defense on the sideline, getting oxygen, getting warmed up, getting breath, so that when they get back on the field, they can make the big plays just like we saw them make. Jonathan Williams fits that bill just a little bit more in relief of Brian Robinson than Antonio Gibson does. So it wasn't so much pulling a G. It was more so using Jonathan Williams to spell Brian Robinson down the stretch, not necessarily pulling a G. So just kind of a semantics view of it. I agree. And don't forget, even though he hasn't fumbled this year, how much of a problem Antonio Gibson got to bring up the fumbles. Well, I mean, you know, like I'm just being honest. I mean, it's got to be in the back of their mind, a close game, right? You don't want, you know, they, they know that you don't want any extra risk. Not that Jonathan Williams can't fumble or Brian Robinson can't fumble. It's just, they don't have the history that Antonio Gibson has. So if you're in a close game, you obviously don't want to risk anything. You want to minimize as much risk as possible, uh, which is why you run the ball more, of course, than throwing the football, especially with Taylor Heineke. So that would be my best guess. And listen, Jonathan Williams deserves an opportunity. Uh, you guys know, I, I mean, for those of you that remember from over the offseason, he was like the guy that I kept chirping about, along with Brian Robinson, every time we were out. I think you saw the same thing from both of those guys, if I remember correctly. Um, they were more impressive, quite honestly, for whatever it was worth, than uh, you know, than Jared Patterson or even Antonio yeah. Gibson. So they yep. deserved an opportunity uh, to be in this particular uh, position. Absolutely. Real quick, shout out, if you can see, guys, Darren Haynes and Sharla McBride from, from WSA9, our partners over at Techno, right down there. On the field, doing their their spots for for you guys on WSA Nine News. Anyway, so Hi stock guys. up, Chris. Who's got stock going up for you? Uh, the Commanders' offensive line. This kind of feeds into what we were just talking about, and obviously the success of the day. 176 net yards rushing after what they've been able to do the last couple of games, and we don't have to go through all the numbers, but we can in a later episode. And no sacks. Uh, Trey Turner was banged up in this game. Obviously, had to be shuttled out for Sadiq Charles at right guard. Again, uh, at right tackle, you got Sam Cosby and Cornelius Lucas still kind of rotating in and what have you. Uh, and it kind of depends on the moment, the sequence, and the situation. That's called depth. That's called depth when yeah. you don't lose a lot when you have to go to your backups. And remember, early in the year, they did lose a lot, especially at center, when they started carving through centers and basically were on their third, fourth center, and they are on their fourth center. And Tyler Larson has solidified, for the most part, that position. Norwell has gotten a little bit better. Charles Leno has been great. But that right side is still in flux to allow no sacks, really not a lot of significant pressure, even without the sacks. And to run for 176 yards rushing is an outstanding, outstanding job by yeah. that entire unit. No, absolutely, especially with that rotation. Look, that's a, that's the sign of a resilient team. I mean, you look at, I mean, this we're talking about the offensive line, but you look at the defense too. You know, no Chase Young, yep. guys step up and they've been stepping up for most of the season. You lose Cole Holcomb, combination of linebackers and more DBs on the field. You step up and you make it work. No Benjamin St. Juice against the Atlanta Falcons. Grand is the Atlanta Falcons. I got it right, but they still have. Some talented guy. NFL talent is still NFL talent, and that doesn't come out and become a glaring problem uh, for them. No William Jackson. You know, I don't know if it's direct correlation, but they actually end up uh, getting better. But now we got to look at stock down. Unfortunately, we only have a little bit left time left in this segment, so we can do this quickly and a little bit less 
painful. All right, Jahan Dotson for me. Three games back in the fold, really no production in any of the three games. One target, no catches today. He was great before the injury. He just hasn't been the same since. Don't know if he's still not 100%. He's out there. That's the good news. Maybe he'll get back next week when they probably need him the most in back-to-back games sandwiched around the bye against the New York Giants. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, hopefully hopefully get to see him getting in, in the role, in, in a new role soon, sooner rather than later, right? The lead commander, say maybe he thought maybe Gibson or he or she actually maybe thought Gibson got hurt. Look, if they did, uh, they weren't, they didn't, they didn't announce right, it. I'll tell you that way. It. So right. that's just kind of the way the business works. My stock down is going to be Chase Young. And I know it's going to surprise some people. Look, this defense right now is, or this defense is surrendering less than 22 points more often than not. And the NFL average right now is 21.9 points. Call it 22 points in the NFL. The Washington Commanders have scored 22 points in every game this season right now. Their record would be eight, three, and one. They would have tied the Jags. They would have lost to the Lions, Cowboys, and the Eagles, who they already lost to, but they actually would have won more games. Uh, than they currently won because of it, and that's a testament to their defense. So you know the old adage, don't fix what ain't broken. Not saying that Chase Young will make anything worse, but the, the conversation right now is do you pay Montez Sweat or do you pay Deron Payne? I think the conversation needs to start being do you pay Montez Sweat, do you pay Deron Payne, or do you pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option, which would be eighteen north of $18 million, not next year, but the year after. So something to start thinking about. I think you know my answer to that. There is no chance at this point that I'm picking up Chase Young's fifth-year option. But more on that uh, to come, uh, certainly as we go through the week and the next couple of weeks. But, hey, the boys are playing rejuvenated, meaningful football. They win 19-13 behind us here at Rainy Fed X Field. We'll hand out some Victory Monday game balls coming up here in just a moment. But first... We tell you about our friends at PrizePicks and PrizePicks.com. How does it work? Well, you pick between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you are going to win. There's different options, of course, that you can roll in, power plays and all that kind of thing. You might want to take a look at the hard-running Jeff Saturdays, the fight in Jeff Saturdays in Indianapolis on Monday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers and especially Jonathan Taylor for one of your picks. Just a little tip from your friends here at the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry, no competing against other people. It's you versus the prize picks projection available. They offer plays on every sport, not just the NFL, college football, the NHL, NBA, and much, much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You can do it on the app. You can do it on your web browser. Safe and fast withdrawals available in 30 states, uh, over 30 states, I should say, in the United States and in Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. Sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit 100, Price Picks going to give you 100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks going to give you 50. If you enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Wrapping up this Victory Monday episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Yes, I know a lot of you are joining us live here on Sunday, but this is the Victory Monday episode because Victory Monday is here. We love Victory Mondays. We also love Victory Wednesdays because those are special as well. But Why Victory that, Mondays, man? I'm not going to say. Victory Mondays are really cool, too. I think I know the answer. <laughs> so, as to why. I think you do, too. But it's time to hand out game balls. And uh, so real quick, a little quick disclaimer. The defense deserves a game ball. We, we understand. Like, Deron Payne. For getting a hand up, for getting some pressure. Jonathan Allen had some pressure, almost caused what looked to be a fumble initially, was reviewed, ended up being an incomplete pass. I mean, uh, Kendall Fuller for the interception, you know, Montez Wet sack and tackle for a lot. Like, we got it. The defense deserves James game balls. James Smith Williams on the play of the game. Like, we understand the defense. But what we're going to do now is we're going to kind of turn the light on some guys. Some, well, a couple of them get plenty of shine, but the first guy doesn't really get a lot of shine. And we're going to give him some here. He doesn't, although we did mention him earlier in the show. But it's and punter, we got a comment about it. Actually. Exactly, punter Tressway, who's like you know one of the best dudes, salt of the earth. I talked to him for I don't know, ten minutes in the locker room on Wednesday, and it was just like two old buddies catching up and just shooting the you know what, and just talking about life and family. And oh yeah, a little bit of football. And I said to Tress, I said, "Can you believe that the when I was full time on the beat?" Back in 2014, that's when he got here. I was standing on the sidelines in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium, and I said, who's this Tressway guy? He ain't going to make it because they were running through punters like they were changing their underwear around here. And here Tressway is all these years later, and he's obviously the stud of the special teams and really Doing the most things. reliable guy. So game ball, uh, we do a three-star style, kind of like they do in hockey, for those of you are familiar. Game ball number three, Tressway. He drew the penalty at the end, averaged 42.3, two or three inside the 20. Overall, the commanders won the field position battle. Absolutely, and that was absolutely clutch. Look, the, the Washington or the Atlanta Falcons only started one drive this entire game outside their own 25. That was the uh, the interception at the end of near the end of the first half. Fortunately, didn't come back mm -hmm. to bite the commanders in the butt. So it's kind of a mox Knicks type of situation. If you understand Germany, you know what I'm saying. Game ball number two, going to the bowl ball coach Ron Rivera with his 100th career win, uh, going back to his time with the Carolina Panthers. That's regular season and postseason combined. Um, but look, a lot of players were asked about him. Taylor Heineke was asked about him and said, you know, his his former favorite locker room was the one in Carolina. And that, of course, was with Ron Rivera. Taylor wasn't here when Ron came here, but eventually, obviously, he joins the team and says now this is his favorite uh, locker room. Kendall Fuller talked about how great of a leader he is, how great of a man he is. And almost to a T, every single one of them talked about even when he's going through cancer treatments, he's there for his guys. He's there for his team to take that upfront leadership role. So congratulations to head coach Ron Rivera for a hundredth career win. Not sure many thought he would get there with Washington, no, and, but he and, got and there and he deserves a game. It ball wasn't for it. looking good this year. That's for darn sure. But that's what happens when you win six out of seven games. So congratulations to coach Ron. Listen, we're going to go through the clock management guys uh, during the week. Don't worry about it. We all understand it's kind of messy, if not a disaster, but Ultimately, to your point, to the players' point, he kept this team together when it would have been easier, you know, to point the finger of blame, uh, to do all sorts of things. Now he avoids a very, very tough decision this week because they won yeah. this game. But for now, Ron Rivera has his guys running basically through a proverbial brick wall again, second three-game winning streak of the year, and that hadn't happened around here since 2005. Game ball number one. I think you guys know where we're going uh, here. Uh, like you said, what do you call it? The cover art? 
right? Is these are cover athletes. Cover athlete. There yeah, you go. Well, Brian Robinson. B-Rob. Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, for all the reasons that we talked about already, uh, he finished with 105 rushing yards. That's a 5'8 average, along of 21, 20 receiving yards. His first career NFL receiving touchdown. The 5.8 average, David, 2.0 yards per carry higher than any particular or previous game average, including last week, which was his high in Houston at 3.8. So 5.8 to 3.8, that's a two-yard per carry jump. Obviously, he had the big 21-yarder and a couple of other 11, 12-yarders. So that that increases the numbers. But listen, you don't get those opportunities unless you're lowering your shoulder, running hard, running with forward lean. And one quick thing that we haven't mentioned so far, I thought they started having a lot more success when they started going outside with B-Rob and getting away from Brady Jarrett and the middle of the line. They didn't have to use a lot of smoke and mirrors to get the running game going. I just think they made a simple adjustment of going more outside zone. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of, you know, Brian Robinson's here between the guards, really, not even between the tackles. He's here between the guards guy. Uh, Antonio Gibson's your, you know, more more so on the edge, but a little bit off the tackle and everything right. else. Um, and I think that they were basically waiting to show that Brian Robinson could also hit the edges mm-hmm. until they needed to. Don't unveil your weapons until you need to unveil them. The Atlanta Falcons kept things close. They kind of made things a little bit interesting here and there. So I think this was the time for Scott Turner to unveil that he's also got another running back who's a little bit bigger and and packs a little bit more of a punch who can also hit the edge. Brian Robinson rewarded him again, 20 total touches, over 120 yards, and a touchdown. We've been saying for a couple weeks now that the Brian Robinson game was coming. He felt it coming. We felt it coming. There it is. Hopefully you started him on your fantasy team. If you didn't, he doesn't care anyway, but hopefully you did. <laughs> Listen, all he cares about is winning reality football games. And by the way, uh, my, my little quip about the Garts, that was a Jay Gruden specialty for a long time. Washington football fans, you you know. The only Gruden, when, Gruden I know is John. Uh, well, I know Jay. Yeah. Did I, I say John? No, you said Jay. Oh, I'm said just Jay. saying the only one I know well, is John. J- Jay once famously quipped when asked about uh, Josh Doxson, a former first-round receiver in Brandon Chair, yep. and why first-rounder. He said, well, it got me a guard, uh, or they got me a, a receiver and a guard. You know, so, yeah, you know, in the Jay Gruden accent, uh, yeah. they got me a guard. So we we'll still ask him about Josh Doxson, TCU legend. Go. Future All Pro uh, wide receiver, not a Washington is NFL. What the draft gurus said <laughs> not at a the Washington time, NFL along with Laquan Treadwell. He was Treadwell. soft as the vanilla ice cream I just had to throw Yikes. out here in the press box. Yeah. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. Be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast with Peter Bukowski and friends from games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scenes and the scoreboard with local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today. It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, it's 301-615-3577 on the voicemail, 301-615-3577-4. David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com, Fan Nation, and Commander Country. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medher Show, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, always live and free and on demand on the Odyssey app as well. Thank you for joining us right here. Be safe getting home and out and about still with the holidays. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.